and welcome back. It is a mini-sode this week on Spooky State of Mind. Spooky. I am your host, Alex, and Jasmine will be back next week. There's always a lot going on during the holidays, so we're just trying to balance everything while still getting the hang of this whole podcasting thing. You know, we're novices. It's a fun passion project for us. So we don't have editors or anything. It's literally just us doing everything and trying to figure it out. I will say that I think it's easier or a bit easier for me because I don't work outside the home and don't have typical hours. So I can try and do little snippets here and there, which as a disclaimer, I did do most of my research and wrote up my notes with a screaming toddler. So please forgive me in advance if there are some gaps in information or if I jump around a lot. There was a lot of back and forth trying to get this done. And it's kind of been a rough few weeks with my kid. Pretty sure she's teething some more and this time it's her canines. She was a really early teether so right now she should be getting like her first molar but she actually had all four of them before she was a year old. So I'm really hoping that all four of her canines come in within the next few weeks because it would be really nice to not have her teething while taking care of a newborn but for being real it's exactly what's gonna happen and I will go even crazier than I already am. Hopefully it'll be easier though because I won't be pregnant and I can consume more caffeine. (laughs) Anyway, apart from my very high needs and demanding toddler, things have been pretty rough at home. Gary broke a rib about two weeks ago. So I've been trying to not necessarily pick up the slack because he's not slacking, he's injured. And he does a lot around the house. And we have a pretty good division of labor and he's super present and involved as a parent. But I guess for lack of a better words, I've been trying to pick up the slack around the house but I'm so pregnant right now and for and the last few weeks were so rough and I know I talk about it all the time but it's because it sucks I'm so exhausted all the time in constant pain and when I do try to relax because everyone tells me to slow down I can't relax because my body is literally creating life and it's a 24-hour job there's no rest She's constantly moving. I can't get comfortable. So it's been really hard, especially since I actually, I was trying to pick up the slack, but this last week has killed me. It is just, I am so burnt out physically and mentally I'm getting there. So Gary's injured and he's trying to, you know, pick up my slack and it's just, our house is a mess. Well, he wouldn't say it's a mess. He would say it's very normal and relatively tidy and clean, but I think it's a mess. Anyways, on top of that, Frito ate a damn shoe and I had to take him to the vet for it. He ate one of Quinn's shoes. I will say that it was all leather, a soft sole shoe, so totally malleable, but he ate one of her shoes and we don't know when he initially ate it, but obviously it was sometime when we got back from California. We got back on the 29th and I had an appointment on the 1st and I couldn't find her shoes. So I'm assuming he ate it at some point between those days. On the 7th though, I came out of my room and heard the dreaded noise any pet parent hates. The So fast forward like two minutes. If you don't want to hear this story, he's fine. He's a-okay, but I do talk about his bodily uh, secretions. Anyway, I rushed down the hall to see him throw up and I rushed to the door to try to let him out because he's still heaving. And this motherfucker throws up her damn shoe. Whole. Her whole shoe. And I get it. She's a baby. It's a small shoe and he's a big dog. He's about 80 pounds. He's a German Shepherd Doberman mix. But still, it was whole. 
Now, mind you, I'm waddling everywhere at this point. I try and we will wobble my way all the way over to him when he starts to eat the shoe again and I can't get to him fast enough. And it's just, it's so gross. And I'm just looking at him like, are you fucking for real, broski? So for the rest of the day and the next few days, Gary and I are closely monitoring him, hoping he throws it back up and we can make sure that he doesn't get a bowel obstruction. We keep checking his stool to see if he's passed it and monitoring his behavior because things can go really south really fast, especially with a bowel obstruction. And we didn't take him right away because like I said, the shoe all leather and super soft and malleable. So he can definitely pass it if it made his way through his intestine, if it's coming out the right way. So we're just kind of monitoring, but he's acting normal and it had been a few days and nothing. So we took him to the vet on the 10th and we had a plan to take him to the, the ER, the animal ER, in case anything happened, which luckily is like less than 10 minutes from our house. It's super close. And we do live in like a farming community. So there's like a lot of 24 hour vets, but even more luckily, we didn't have to go there We took him to the vet and they took x-rays and luckily it was just chilling in his stomach and we had three options. Wait and see if he threw it up on his own, make him throw up at the vet or take him to the hospital and have them remove the shoe with a scope under sedation. And we didn't want to wait and see because then we ran the risk of it traveling to his intestine and then that would require surgery and we would just need to get that out because we do, we didn't want to run the risk of a bowel obstruction. And then having them remove it with the scope was the only guaranteed way to ensure removal. But we opted for them to have him throw up there because the chances of getting him to throw it up were pretty high. And it was the quickest and honestly like the cheapest option. Get it out. And he reacted really well to the medicine and he got the shoe out. But damn, we were genuinely so scared about the possibility of him having surgery. But we're just really glad it didn't get to that point. But seriously, that was, I think, the most expensive shoe I've ever bought. And he's usually really good about not eating things, but we also don't generally leave things that he can eat lying around. But we were unpacking and they must have smelled so good because Quinn was wearing them all week. They smelled like sweaty little baby feet. So he's good now. Lily's good too. And it's a little numb nuts at this point. So to say that these last couple of weeks have been really... Testing me is a bit of an understatement, but yeah, you all are caught up with my life now and we can get into some spookiness because I know Jasmine always asks about my week. So you all are caught up too. All right. So I'm sticking with spooky holidays and just one of my favorite things to do in general is to watch TV and movies. I don't get a lot of time to myself and when the TV is on during the day, It's usually Miss Rachel or Encanto, that is Quinn's favorite movie. So I needed to watch something for myself. And as I've mentioned before, I have pretty bad anxiety and I definitely rewatch the same shows over and over again. I know it's going to happen. I'm not going to be on the edge of my seat. And with my ADHD, I generally won't be sucked into the plot. So I can keep doing whatever I'm doing because I know what's going on. You know, so if I'm cleaning, folding laundry or anything like that, I'll keep doing that rather than focus all my attention on, you know, the show. You know, there's there's no reward or dopamine in that. So it's just more of like stimulation to have something that I've watched on in the background. And I can't watch something new because I'll be standing in the middle of the living room with the broom in my hand just watching TV. And okay, back on track. So I wanted to watch something that I could watch 
quickly that was new for me and still spooky but festive and I love anthologies because it can be one and done and I won't get invested and I can definitely commit to like 20 to 40 minutes for an episode. So I watched an episode from Tales from the Dark Side and if you haven't heard of the show it's similar to things like Tales from the Crypt, Twilight Zone, Alfred Hitchcock Presents and so I watched I believe it was season three episode 11 titled Season of Belief, and it has to do with the Grither. So I had never heard of the Grither until I was doing research last week about Frau Perchta and came across its name and started getting curious about it, which is how I found this episode. So the episode takes place on Christmas Eve and begins with a family finishing their dinner. It's a mom and dad with their two kids, Jimbo and Steffa, who look to be around 10 and 7 respectively. The kids want to watch TV, but the parents say no because they're going to spend Christmas Eve as a family, enjoying their own company. And the kids don't like this because not only do they seem like your typical spoiled suburban kids, I'm not talking about real life or real kids who grew up in the suburbs, I'm talking about how the media often depicts kids like this but they openly don't believe in Santa or the magic of Christmas and even make jokes about how he's just some fat man who's gonna get stuck coming down the chimney. They all make their way to the living room and the kids are obviously bored, but like, why wouldn't they be? The dad said they were gonna spend Christmas Eve enjoying their company, but he's reading and the mom is just doing some needlepoint. And I'm totally for spending time together doing independent things and just being in each other's presence, but it's a holiday, my dude. And you told the kids you were gonna spend time with each other. Come on, follow through, dude. I don't know, maybe do an activity. Anyway, they end up begging for a story, but not the usual Christmas story because they've heard it all. Rudolph, the little drummer boy, they want something new. The parents look at each other and maybe they were channeling their inner spookies, but they decide to tell their kids a Christmas horror story. The story of the Grither. Now, the Grither is a terrible beast who lives in a shipwreck in a cave in the North Pole. The shipwreck was a sailing ship that was blown off course and unfortunately, everyone on it died. Some froze, some drowned, others starved, and the rest completed suicide. With all this fear and rage, the Grither was born. He doesn't mind the cold or the wet, but absolutely hates when people are talking about him. So if you're a chismosa, definitely tone it down this holiday season. And yes, I'm totally throwing shade at Jasmine because she's already admitted to being a chismosa. But the father and kids have already been saying his name, which means he's heard them talking about him and he's on his way. Every time his name is said, his ears grow bigger and bigger, and he ends up using them like wings and flies towards them at an alarming rate. The kids want their dad to stop telling the story, but it's too late. The only way to stop the Grither is to finish telling the story before he arrives. The Grither hates it so much when people talk about him, so he will fly quickly to them to ensure their demise. No one knows why he hates it so much or why he kills, other than pure evil. No one really knows what he looks like either, because only those who have been killed by him have actually seen what he looks like. But others have caught glimpses. He's as tall as a poplar tree, with arms as long as red-tailed boas, and fists as large as basketballs. His skin is translucent, with bulging red and blue veins. At this point, Jimbo and Stefa are terrified and don't want to hear more, but they don't have any other option. They don't want the Grither to come. They don't want the Grither to come to their house and kill them. Wait, what was that? Someone tries to enter their house. The Grither has arrived. 
He's there to kill their family. The door swings open and a gust of wind blows snow in as a large cloaked figure walks in singing the Grither song. Oh, I am the Grither. You cannot escape me for pleading is useless and so are your prayers. A chuckle as the cloaked figure removes his coat and it's revealed to be the kid's uncle, Michael. The adults all get a good laugh at the kids being scared and decide to go into the kitchen to hang out and have some riveting adult conversation. And as a stay-at-home mom, I can tell you that any conversation with an adult is riveting and very much appreciated. However, the kids are still scared and beg their parents to finish the story. At this point, I'm sure the mom is very excited to get a bottle of wine open. So she beckons her husband to tell the kids the truth. He leans down and basically says that he was just fucking with them. If they didn't believe in Santa, they shouldn't believe in the Grither. Because he's just as real. He made the story up and the kids should try and enjoy the rest of their evening. Like, okay, you try getting this shit scared out of you and then being told, haha, JK, go and play while I ignore you for the rest of the night. Like, damn, that's just a little cold, even by my standards. Anyway, the adults start making their way to the kitchen and Stefa is still angry that the story wasn't finished. And then the Grither's hands enter the house through the windows only to grab the parents' heads and squeeze them as the children are screaming and Uncle Michael is flabbergasted. The Grither keeps squeezing until both parents just slump <gasps> into their chairs and everyone is stunned. They're dead. And that's it. That's the story of the Grither. And that's how the episode ends. If you're interested in watching the episode, I'll leave all the information in the show notes. Unfortunately, I couldn't find it on Netflix, Hulu, or any other platform um, just because the show, you know, Tales from the Dark Side wasn't as popular as something like Alfred Hitchcock Presents or The Twilight Zone or Tales from the Crypt. So I didn't expect it to be on one of these platforms, but I did find this specific episode on Vimeo. And like I said, I will leave that linked down below. And alrighty, well, I think that about does it for this week. Please let me know if you listen to this whole episode so the the Grither doesn't come and kill you. <laughs> or please just let me know if you like the podcast or have any spooky tales you'd like to let us know or episode suggestions. And you can send us a DM on Instagram at Spooky State of Mind or send us an email at SpookyStateOfMind at gmail.com. All right, next week we should be back to a regular episode. But until then, have a good rest of your day, rest of your week, and stay spooky. Bye.